When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. My talkers, are you ready to rumble? We've got round two of Julia and Patrick Richardson. The laundry evangelist is in-house to hang out with us for the next three hours. Gotta love a back-to-back show of you two. This is going to be a great day. Do you love it? Yes. We had so much fun yesterday. Okay, so... um, so yesterday's assignment at the beginning of the show, which was the assignment from the day before at the end of the show, which was we are all going to learn how to be nose breathers from this new trend, putting a little painter's blue tape on your mouth mm-hmm. and then trying to sleep. Grant, I forgot again. Okay. So I want you to tell me your your uh, outcome. Yeah. Well, we uh, had such a late night the night before. That's why we couldn't do it. We were so tired. We ended up going to bed pretty early last night, but... Uh, in my attempt to try and do this, what I would call insane idea, but I guess, you know, it is working for people. Right. I literally felt claustrophobic. I got, first of all, we tried the blue tape and with my beard didn't work. We tried scotch tape, didn't work. <laughs> we ended up rocking out with the gorilla duct tape. Oh, great. And that was the only thing that could really keep my mouth shut. And I laid there for about ah, uh, 10 to 15 minutes, and I looked over at her with just big old wide eyes. I'm like, get this damn thing right, off my face. Right, this would cause anxiety. It did, and so Lily took that as a great opportunity to have some fun and just <laughs> ripped oh, it yeah. right but off. you still have a beard oh, today. Oh, yeah, but I actually had to, we took some hair you out, did. so I trimmed it down today. You know what it's like to have a bikini rat. Yeah, a little That's bit. That's so fun but back it, in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, this isn't going to hurt at all. <laughs> Yeah, just just let it breathe. Yep, let just it go. breathe. But no, it'll tear fast. It won't hurt. No, it hurt. But yeah, no, it's uh I won't ever do it again. I'm not a snore, so I don't really have an issue with that, but I felt claustrophobic and okay, got it. couldn't do it. All right. We're we're po- we're not going to talk about that again. Okay. We're done. I love it. All You're right. not doing it, I'm guessing then. No, I've I'll forget again. <laughs> I'll forget again. I want to give you the update. My uh pickleball partner and I uh, we won some and we lost some. And when we lost, we lost so bad. I'm telling you, people are good at that sport. And you don't really need to move. You just need to be able to place that little ball and call it a day. So we're. she's like, I'm home watching YouTube strategies to figure out how we don't get killed so bad next Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like, all right, get on it. Get on it. Um, Patrick, you're back today. We would ask if people do have questions for Patrick. Laundry, cleaning, fashion design, yeah, what, whatever just, whatever it is, you know. send us an email at Lori and Julia. Um, it's just right on our page. You can click us an email or Grant will take questions as well. Um, we'll get to it later in our program. I read a headline and I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, no. What you looking for? This one. This one right here. <laughs> and all I read is um, Lillian, um, Emily in Paris, Lily Collins is saying bonjour to this new Prime Video series. And I thought, do not take 
this woman away from us because she's so perfect as Emily in Paris. So season three is coming out at Christmas um, time because and from past seasons, we had Bridgerton as well at Christmas, but it's not going to be coming until June of the following year. Um, these people kept us company during right. COVID big time, but she is not saying goodbye to Emily in Paris. She's saying hello to another project. She's executive producing and starring in a series um, called The Accomplice. Do you know, this tells the story of Luna Gray and Owen Mann, best friends in college, bonded forever, but an unexplained death does something. But this is going to be coming out very soon on um, Prime Video. She's a good actress. Yeah, totally. But I, that headline, this through my, Emily in Paris, you know, Lily Collins saying bonjour, I thought, no. No. Right. Do not do that to us. Right. Do you not love that show? Yes. It's just... So, adieu. adieu. No, not, no. Not bonjour. No. Right. Right. I'm with you. <laughs> right. And I read it all wrong, of right. course. Oh. Dyslexia settled in. Now, Grant, you watched something that Patrick told you to watch yesterday, Outcry, oh. the docu-series on Greg Kelly. Yes. Patrick. Wow. Good, the, right? Yes. And I only got through two episodes, <laughs> but what I can tell people is, is... This they do such a great job, and you could probably agree to this in giving you the right amount of detail at the right time, right. but keeping enough away where they can keep the story having its cliff not cliffhangers, but oh wow moments as you watch the the whole you know at least through these two episodes. And I left off the end of second episode last night, like, and it was really you know, and I was like, I want to go, but I got to get some sleep. But what a show! I know it's so good, but it is the kind of thing where. If you really had the chance on a Saturday, it'd be so great to just binge all just five binge episodes. It. Yep. Because, I mean, Grant, there's still stuff to come. Oh, That's I all I got to say. I can't wait. But it is. It's it's so gripping. Are they our episodes? Yes, they're and this exactly is the story about a Texas football player that was going to go pro. Something happened, and he was um, accused, of, accused a of a crime. Right. Yes. Okay. And then the process of all of that and his story about that. But what's amazing to me is in these interviews, and you can relate to this, Patrick, this is again, not giving too much, but they interview like, you know, the chief of police and that other, there's a detective that was involved and just the, you just want to like kind of hit these guys yeah, based on how they just, and the way that they act like, nope, that's no big deal. And it's completely blatantly wrong, but Mm-hmm. You get attached not only to the story, but you're so attached to these people who had a part, played a part in it, right. that you really want to just shake them. Outcry. And, yeah. And the one other thing I will say is the football player is, is very candid. Yes. And it kind of makes it more interesting because so often when you watch these documentaries that have a true crime element, you know, you know that the person in the center of the story has an attorney right off camera and you really don't feel like that with this guy like no. you feel like he is he's in he it? lays it all out on the table genuine i love that yeah if you get you know it's it's a very um disturbing crime yes and um but there is some positivity in a hard way to say that out of it it's a very disturbing crime, but there is some positivity right. out of it. Well, I am I'm ready for that when I free up my time from right. Thank you. You for... know, the extraordinary attorney Wu, yeah, who that... I'm falling in love with. Oh, so how far are you in that one now? Few... I've only got like two more, maybe. I was busy last night. Yeah, yeah. You were I was busy. I was busy. Shout out to everyone who works in the pharmacy. I know you guys are understaffed, but whoa. <laughs> they do a lot of work. They're yeah. very understaffed right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pharmacies across the Twin Cities. 
I want to give one shout out to my local uh, pharmacy. Who it was very overwhelmed. You can't. It, it can't. No. <laughs> well, there's kidding. a pharmacist right now. I'm that, gonna shout out up you one. That that <laughs> honestly, I had a little meeting with yesterday. I'm trying some new anxiety medications, yeah. and he took some time to just give me some real advice. And his name is Robert. He's at the CVS Hi, Target. And he really said something to me that hit home, and and a lot of you don't get that type of treatment. So the one I'm dealing with was a great positive experience. I'm guessing yours was not so much. Oh, oh, dear. the lines I've, are I've long. I've gone twice to try to pick up a prescription, but you know whatever, it'll all work out. Yep. But they're really understaffed, so be nice to them. And yeah. that's that's. I the, mean, that's the only thing yeah. I was just gonna say. He was so nice to me, and that's why I'm just like people be nice. To people yeah. be nice. All right. So when we come back, he had to have the last word. And he's number one. We'll be right back. Okay, thanks for hanging out with us. Patrick Richardson's in the Laundry Evangelist. Mona Williams is a store at Mall of America. You wrote the beautiful book, Loving Laundry, Laundry Love. And um, if people want to email us questions, you can. Or give Grant a call, you can. We're going to get to him later in our show. But right now, friends. Okay, so a couple things have happened. I finished the book, Matthew Perry's book. Lovely. Um, It is number one. On the mm-hmm. New York Times bestseller and all these bestseller lists. So he, he sent out an Instagram, Matthew Perry, last name. He likes to be called Maddie, um, that he's so proud that his book is number one. Um, and he, you know, some of the anecdotal stories are coming out right now. And I'll just tell you, I know we've been talking about it all week, but I think Friends was a part of everyone's life that you kind of, I hope I'm not boring people with the Friends stuff because it, his book is a kind of a big deal. And um, at the end, you know, addiction is not anything anyone wants, but it's not your fault, you know? Right. And that's kind of, you got to learn how to love yourself and just own it and then be accountable. And that's kind of where he is and he wants to help other people. That's why he wrote this book. But at one point in the book, he talks about the fact that certain things matter to him. And that group, they were so great together, the, you know, the Friends team. They Mm -hmm. all really respected each other. He said the set was a set where we would sit down together and if a joke didn't work or we thought one would be funnier, the writers would put it in. I mean, there was no ego kind of. Everyone was equal. Mm -hmm. And so he said at the end of it, you know, he had been sober some years, wasted other years. And when they were uh, the season finale, he was picked up at... Malibu Palms or whatever the treatment center was out there passages by his sober coach drove to the set and he said he asked the writers if he could have the last line he said he said I know it doesn't matter to anyone else but me but I need this you have to go to the new house right away or do you have some time we got some time okay should we get some coffee Sure. Where? (laughs) And he was so, I mean, even though it sounds so simple, he said that just to him, because when they had the friend reunion last year on HBO, he said he always needed to, he always felt like he needed to make people laugh. He wanted the punchline. And he he even said that he was jealous sometimes when other people would have lines that were the punchline, the funny line, because he felt that was his role. So... And fitting that he ended it as yes. the guy to have And the last he literally time. did. Remember how we all thought he was kind of drinking and boozing when he said he had a dental emergency when HBO filled, filled yeah. the Friends reunion? He did. You can tell, yeah. He had lost the entire top row of his teeth. Right. I mean, because of the years of drugs and alcohol and all yeah. the damage, he's had 14 different stomach surgeries. Oh. 
He wore a colostomy bag for nine months and literally would wake up and poop all the time. But there's another story he tells about, there's a bunch of stories in it. I'm, I'm going to say, I think it's a good read. I oh, thought yeah. it was a good read, and I thought it was um, some insights into addiction, but also into his friend's character and into him. And at the end of the day, he's grown up finally. He's 53, I think. Yeah. And he's ready for the next chapter. But here's, he told this funny story because he remembers when he was a kid. And I think if you grew up at a certain time, Chevy Chase was a huge hero. I mean, he was on SNL and then he did Fletch Mm -hmm. and then he did Caddyshack and he was, Mm -hmm. he was good looking. He was good looking and funny, but not not the greatest person off the set. No, but he was sexy. You know, I always thought that growing up anyway. Oh yeah. So he talks about, um, wait, I'll put it back a second. Matthew Perry's dad is the guy in the old spice commercials. Matthew Perry's dad is gorgeous. He was a musician running through Canada when he met Matthew Perry's mom, who was a beauty queen pageant contestant. They had they were bound in a snowstorm, ended up falling in love and had a kid and separated three years later. But that's how they met. They were two of the most beautiful people. His dad, his stepdad is Keith Morrison from Dateline or um, 2020 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The voice we all know. And then his dad is this beautiful man who is the old spice guy. And so he was in Miami and he was so excited because he was going to play in the celebrity tennis thing and against Chevy Chase. And he's all excited and they're playing doubles and Chevy Chase is on the other side and he hadn't played for a while, but he was, he thought when he was in Canada, he was going to move to LA and become a tennis pro. That was his goal. He was that good in Canada. But Mm -hmm. then when he moved to LA, they played tennis year round, but he could serve and he could play. So here he is. So excited, meets him, so excited, I'm so excited to meet you. And so he's up to serve. And they're playing doubles, and he hadn't played in a while. So it ends up, he served the ball about 120 miles, and they're playing doubles. And Chevy Chase is in the forward position, not in the box, you know, to receive the, the serve back. Right. He hits it out of the service box right at Chevy Chase's balls. And he goes 120 miles, 120 mile tennis ball right there. And he just went down three different emergency people had to come, took him off the set. And he said, I'm sitting there like, how does this happen to me? Of course, this would happen to me that I'd get my icon in the balls, bears the crap out of him at the celebrity tournament in Miami. It was very, you know, he has a lot of kind of those kind of stories um, in the book. But the other thing that, about him is that how we spoke like Chandler Bling like how they would raise the Hi everybody this is Adriana Trajani I'm the host of You Are What You Read I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Boys or Grant, you would know some of the sayings like, you're good. What, how does Could I be wearing any more clothes right, right now? Right. You know, like they always made fun of him for his emphasis, his yes. inflection mm-hmm. on his jokes. And that was kind of his shtick. That you was know? his shtick. And he had two buddies from Canada and that's how they would talk. And so the last two years of Friends, if anyone's going back and watching it, he said, please don't make me do that anymore. Please. 
That's why he got a little. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really. I, I wish they wouldn't have done that because yeah. that was the beauty of his character. I know he wanted to try something different, but I could tell that's what those last two seasons kind of tailed off because they went away from what they were good at. Personally, that's Interesting. what I think. Okay. But, well, and you're more of a recent super fan. I watched it in real time and can't remember a thing. Oh, I watched it in real time and thousand times since, man. It's, yeah, it was my. That was my go-to. You know, one of the things about it is that they had on the finale, they had like as many people watch that finale as like people who watched the season finale in 2004. I think they had like 50 something million people watch 52.5 million viewers. Isn't that unbelievable? So the finale is the most watched Show of all time. So Seinfeld's finale had 76 million. The Fugitive had 78 million. That must have been in the 70s or something. Cheers had 80 million. MASH had 105 million. They were the biggest, right? I thought. Yep. And they had 52 million in 2004 when, you know, there were other options out there. But isn't that? So anyway, Hmm. I just really. I really like the book, but you just are in awe that he would keep using. One time he was in this uh, rehab place in Switzerland, and he just had to keep going to him because he needed to detox. And he right. had, and he was so hooked on drugs that he needed help because he'd get so violently ill. Um, he was in a place in Switzerland, some who knows what, but he needed pills, and they were done giving him pills in the rehab center. He needed them. You know, he had all these stomach pains, mm-hmm. so he would up it and say it was worse. So he would hi- hire a private jet. $175,000, flew back to L.A., was going to go to another treatment center to get pills. They denied him, so yep. he flew back then to Switzerland and found another person, 175000 more. Wow, yeah. So just his addiction. Anyway, I'm just going to say I enjoyed it. I'm done talking about it, I promise. Mm-hmm. But he's been a part of my life for the last week. Yeah. And I, and I just wouldn't wish his life on anyone. And he said it was just, he finally is starting to feel a little bit comfortable in his body. But imagine your whole life being that uncomfortable. Yeah, that will take a long time, like I've said. That 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 when yep. you when you fill your body with an unnatural serotonin like that, it takes a long time for your body to rebuild the natural ability to give you that. And I worry that he's gonna be like this for a while still. He he is, he yeah. knows it. But so anyway, it's just um it was a good read. All right, so when we come back, we've got um winter pot ideas for everybody. Larry Farr, get to growing with Larry Farr. We're gonna catch up with him. Hear what we're supposed to be doing this winter. We'll be right back. It's Lori and Julia here in my talk. Patrick Richardson is hanging in with me today. Grant is here, and we've got one of our favorites, Larry Farr. Get to growing with Larry Farr. Larry's here today, and um, he's. I'm being kind of like a a control freak today. So you're actually, Larry, you're scaring me today. Oh, stop it! I've just got a lot on my plate. Quote unquote. You will you will turn your mic on when I tell you to turn your you, mic on. And you know. And you know I'm kidding you. Okay, so evergreen pots, tis the season. Yes. It's time. The the tips are out at the stores. Everything's out. So tell us, because again, I did it wrong. And every time you tell me how to do it, inevitably, mine get brown and die. So tell us what we are supposed to do. Okay, the first thing you're going to do is when you buy your bundle of spruce tops, you're going to make a fresh cut at the bottom. You're going to cut about an inch off the bottom, put them in a bucket of water, Overnight in a warm location, right now the bucket would probably freeze. You want them to take up water for at least 24 hours, just like you would, say, with a Christmas tree. So you want to get them 
really hydrated before you stick them in that pot of dirt. And then... Do you do that with a Christmas tree? Are we supposed to put our Christmas tree... Well, it's in water, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am I going to have it in the garage first? I, sorry, blonde but you brain make, fart. You want to make that fresh cut at the bottom mm-hmm. so they take up water. Then um, you can put them into the pot of soil. And then if it were warmer out, well, you would water them once you get them in, everything in place. And it's going to probably freeze and stay frozen now. But if you had done this... If it was warmer, then you would keep it watered until the ground freezes. The other thing, and you can add all that stuff, you know, other stuff to it, all the different other evergreens. But the other thing to keep them green is use an anti-desiccant. So an anti-desiccant, some of them are wilt-stop or wilt-proof. They help mm-hmm. seal them. They're uh, made out of a pine resin. So they help seal it, and that keeps them from dehydrating um, during the course of the winter. Because uh, the wind, the cold wind and stuff, mm-hmm. that will cause them to dehydrate. So an anti-desiccant really makes a big difference. Okay, so so you do that, and do you just... do? You- spray it on the leaves or do you put it in the soil How no does... you spray it on the needle it comes usually in a, a hand sprayer so okay. you just spray it on the you would just spray it on all the evergreens i usually um, when i use that i will put all the evergreens in i will spray it i will wait like 24 hours and then i'll go add berry stems and pine cones and hydrangeas and whatever else i'm adding i don't want to get that anti-desiccant all over everything else sure. but um it helps just to um Keep them from drying out. The same anti-desiccant that you use on that is also what you can put on evergreens in your yard. So if you have like arborvitaes that turn brown or evergreens like planted in your yard that brown out, you don't want to maybe cover them with burlap or something. If you've had problems problems with that, the same product will work on those as well. Will it work like on big pine trees at your cabin? Um, you'd probably have to get something that you would mix with water and put in a tank sprayer because these little hand sprayers, sure, you're not I get it. Be, yeah, sure, but yeah, I, okay. Yeah. If you have a problem with evergreens browning out, I mean, evergreens will always lose needles. That's just part of it. But it, um, if you get wind burn on um, certain evergreens, this definitely helps with those as well. And it was such a dry summer. I mean, we are parched. So we are still really dry. You were last yep. time you were telling us to just put your hose on under your trees. I mean, are there any tricks that we can still do or have we passed it? Um, if it warms up again and we don't have freezing temperatures, you could still go out and water. But I mean, the temperature today from this morning until now, it's, it was 70 degrees this morning, I swear. And it's. What it's is like it now? 43 now and yeah. it's cold. The wind is cold. The humidity seems to have gone away. It is just cold. It is. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's happening. Winter yeah. might happen. Yeah, I think right. it's coming this week because we don't see anything above 31 for the next week. Okay. Yeah, so probably watering watering your yard is done right now. Right. What are the trends, Larry? I mean, because pots, remember when, um, you know, the Bruce, the Bruce trees, but they're not called that, the white trees, the white Bark trees. What are those called? Birch. Birch, Birch? trees. Oh. Remember when those sticks became so in vogue? And is they, there like something new that's in vogue um, with pots? You know, the birch trees, I mean, they've been around, the birch trunks, the branches right. have been around for a while. They're still so popular. What puzzles me is what are people doing with these? Because you can get multiple years of use out of them. So I I've been a, living. I put them in a bucket in my garage all summer. Yeah, I store them. And I've got some now that I've been using for nine years. I've been living on the farm for seven years and they moved with me. So where all these birch trunks are going to, I, I think people throw them out after each use. They last for years. It blows so, me away that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really, um, if you're going to say a trend is kind of this more natural look. So think, um, 
you wouldn't be using prairie flowers, but kind of this natural look where you're using more hydrangeas maybe cut from your yard. I mean, dogwoods are still popular with the red color, yellow color, um, but more of a natural. And I'm seeing less use of these artificial outdoor berries. Um, they do add the color and yeah, all of do. that. Um, less of that and yet less sticking bows and if you're going to use something with ribbon or a bows, you're using like a natural burlap or something like that. So kind of more of a natural look is what I've been seeing and okay. less, less, uh, definitely less of this sparkly tin, tin color, metallic. But they look and, so pretty at night when the lights run. And right. do the lights damage the evergreens at all? Um, not if you're using like LED lights and even regular lights um, don't. I mean, they do get hot, but they're not going to damage it when it's cold. But LED lights don't give off much heat they and they're also incredibly energy efficient oh, so an led light is the yeah bomb. yes they just need to yeah they really are all right so do you have any other question question on the pots patrick no before we just, move on i'm just listening because i'm going to try to do mine this weekend yeah so i was just real it's, into this it, it's and it's you need kind of like a big kind of a little mini sauce sometimes for your yes a really good pruners or a hedge a loppers or yes. something like that um and i I tend to use less spruce tops, and I layer in red pine, and I like to layer in. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you do. Uh I like to just layer in a lot of other evergreens besides just spruce tops. So I'll go lighter on the spruce tops and then use a lot of other stuff, especially any of the pines. and It could be red pine or even that kind of arch over. Right. So you're softening the edge of this pot. Love it. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about the dirt? Can we use last year's dirt Absolutely. that's still in the pot? Yes. Yep. Just cut everything off. And um, if you're going to use those birch poles we talked about, you might have to take a hammer or a rubber mallet and pound them down in there. And if you don't get to the pots and everything freezes, um, then bring just your pots into your garage. Bring them into your garage if you have a heated garage. Or be very careful when you do this. Get a big pot of water boiling in your stove and go and dump it into the pot. Be careful when you're, you know, sure, hauling this water. Dump it in the pot. Wait for an hour, hour and a half. It will thaw it down enough that you can get everything shoved in it. Then once everything's in it in place, then water it again. It freezes into place. I, I love that. I've had to do that yeah. multiple yeah. times. Tea kettle is my answer to those things. That, yeah. That's just, exactly you know, it. That's yeah, exactly you just it. Pour the tea kettle in there. And yeah, and let it, but let it sit for an hour, hour and a half, and it'll thaw it out, and you can get everything put in place, and you're all set for winter. I love that. I love it. This year is going to be the year my evergreens don't turn brown because I'm going to finally listen to you. People are probably sick of me every year. I'm like, how do I keep those leaves from not turning brown? Okay, but wh- if you but if you actually follow through and do it, what are we going to talk about next year? I, well, this, this is <laughs> true. Be a new trend. This Make is, sure there'll be new trends. We there, can talk about that. There's, there's That's a new true. Trend. There you go. Okay, so if you're and then just as far as your branches and everything on your trees and everything, it, we're done with. Trimming. We're done you shouldn't be pruning anything, anything right now. If you want to go, if you've got dogwood, curly willow um, in your yard or hydrangea stems and you want to stick those into your evergreen pots, you can go and trim those down, um, cutting some of those off to use in your evergreen pots. But otherwise, put your head shears away, your pruners away. Don't trim anything now. Um, My done. lawn has never looked better than it does today. Because of all the rain we just got, yes. they're finally green again. Right. Isn't yeah. that funny? Yes. I mean, so finally we are seeing some green. All right, so we, um, now let's go into the house. Okay. Because we we're going to want some color. I mean, we've had three straight days of gray. Um, what what are some good winter plants? Well, my favorite is amaryllis. What does and it look like? Amaryllis has big, they have they're a bulb. Yes. And then they've got the stem that comes out and the big flowers, the flowers almost look like, say, a lily, like an Easter lily. There's something like that in pink, whites, um, uh, uh, reds. Um, 
super easy to get to bloom from year to year. Um, I, I really recommend not buying those box kits that you find in the big box stores. Um, one, they have peat moss in them because they cannot ship those with soil. So it has to be peat and moss. And peat and moss doesn't hold those bulbs in place um, very well. And the bulbs are so small. You really go to a garden center, spend the extra money How on How much it. would it cost to get a good amarella bulb? Um, probably $15 or okay. so, just the bulb. But then you're going to buy the potting soil and the clay pot. Um, many of those that you find in the boxes, the bulbs are like... 28 centimeters around um so they're they're small and those will only do like one stem with two to three or three to four flowers on it okay now if you go up to a 32 or 34 centimeter bulb which is much bigger or even a 34 to 36 and those you can often find online those will make three stems with four to five flowers each so it's such a big difference in how many flowers you get on each of those and those bigger bulbs are easier to care for and get them to bloom the next year. Oh, so you can keep these and they'll bloom year to year. Yes. So after it gets it, you get them, you pot them up, um, set them aside somewhere, maybe in a cool or warm place, but it doesn't have to be in bright light. And you want to let them start rooting. So actually, I buy those bulbs. I put them in warm water overnight. I just let the bottom inch or two of the bulbs sit in warm water to get them hydrated. Then I put them in their clay pot with potting soil and all of that. I set it aside in a warm location. It doesn't have to be in bright light or anything. I want them to start rooting. So you want them to establish roots, which will help keep them from tipping over. You can also sprinkle some pebbles on the top. That helps keeping keeping them All from right. tipping over. Then once the individual flowers are done on a stem, I cut the flowers off, take the flowers off. When the whole stem is done blooming, I cut the stem off. Put that in a bright light all winter long. Oh, of course you do. And then I move it outside in the summer, and then it comes back in, and you get them to rebloom. I can't imagine how much your rotation cycle looks like, because you probably have a whole spreadsheet, Larry. We're going to... Can you hang out with us? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're getting to growing with Larry Farr, and if you have questions for Larry... Um, could give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. There's other indoor plants and there's other indoor bugs right now. So you're going to help us with all that kind of stuff. This is Lori and Julie on my talk and we'll be right back. We've got Larry Farr, get to growing with us. We've got Patrick with us. We've got Grant. I'm surrounded by men. Oh my. Um, we're talking about, you know, we, it's, tis the season we want to have lovely plants indoors and the holiday cactus Tell us about that beautiful plant, Larry. Okay, so um, we're talking about this during the break, that there's actually three. There's Thanksgiving cactus, Christmas cactus, and Easter cactus. And if you just look at them from a distance, they all look the same. Where you have to uh, tell the difference, you can uh, go, you know, go to a search engine and put this in, but they have different shaped leaves. Um, and the ones you're seeing in garden centers right now, some of the garden centers might be advertising them as Christmas cactus, but if they're blooming right now, they're Thanksgiving cactus. In fact, you hardly ever see Christmas cactus um, at this time of year because they want them in the garden centers early enough. And sometimes Christmas cactus don't bloom until after Christmas. So what you're seeing is Thanksgiving cactus um, right now. And uh, uh, sometimes you'll find the... Uh, Christmas cactus, but then there's also the Easter cactus, which blooms usually in late March or April. So often people are hitting me up and saying, hey, my Christmas cactus is blooming now and it's April. And And what the truth is about this, you're showing Patrick and I a picture. They have three different, even though they all look exactly alike, the leaves are different shapes. Yes. Yes. So when you're buying it, you should ask the person, "Is what, what am I buying? Why? What are you buying? But also the question is, why do you care? 
Well, why yeah. do we care because of the blooming cycle? Well, yeah, that's true. But if you're but if you see it now, it'll bloom Thanksgiving into Christmas. If you're buying it in April, it is an Easter cactus. Oh, for yeah. crying out yeah. loud. Yeah. yeah. So you tomato, won't see tomato. you won't see you won't see Christmas cactus or Thanksgiving cactus in April, and you won't see an Easter cactus now because okay. they're just not blooming. And it's all based on day length. So the Thanksgiving cactus bloom as the days are getting shorter. We've already hit that. So mm-hmm. they're blooming now. Um, Christmas cactus need a longer period of shorter days. And then the Easter one needs even longer, but the days are starting to get, or d- days are shorter, but they're starting to get longer for that to bloom. Got so it's it. all based on uh, day length and what part of the world they're from. Okay, and if you're indoor plants right now, because, of course, we're having a seasonal change, the yes. days are shorter, they're going to get less sunlight. Is there anything we should be doing with our indoor plants? Um, your indoor plants right now, my number one recommendation, if you haven't done this, we've already talked We've talked about this before, grab those plants and get them in the shower and wash them off oh, and get the dust Get the dust off of the leaves because clean leaves can take in more sunlight mm. and more photosynthesis. So the number one thing you can do right now Warm, warm water, put them in your shower, wash them off. Okay, but how do you do it if it's in a big pot? Uh, you can get those little wheelie things that you set under the pot and wheel are, it to the shower. No, I know. Those are great. But if you lift it into your, your pot, you put it literally in your shower with the dirt and you give it a shower. Yes. Or, or if you can't do that, just take a damp cloth, an old right. T-shirt or something like that that's wet and wipe it off. With warm water. Yes. Yep. Just clean the leaves so they can take in more light and more photosynthesis. It makes a huge difference during like the winter months. It's like exfoliating yourself. Yeah. It's just, you know, that sort of deep clean. Okay. And, you know, you could probably shower with the plant if you loved it. Well, I'm... I mean, if you'd love the plant, I, like if it's your favorite be, I'm going to do an Instagram with, I may with or my may not have done that. That's one that we always forget. So thank you for reminding yeah. us about that. And I mean, you should do it in the spring. I do it three or four times a year. And the other thing, if you have spider mites as well as some other insects, it helps get rid of those. Too. Oh. So if you have insect problems, like spider, especially spider mites, showering them makes a, it can wash away a lot of mm-hmm. insects. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. All right, who knows? All right, we're going to switch gears and you're going to have to just play with us for a second, Larry. Okay, so are you guys Paul McCartney fans? fans? Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. All right, so Grant, we found this today because he is going to be on December 2nd, somebody's birthday, I know. Um, he is going to be releasing a box set of 80 remastered 45s. Wow. Wow. What was your first 45? Uh, it was actually Dolly Parton. Which song? Amazing. Uh, I don't remember, but I, I know it was Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. I remember bu- where yeah. I remember buying it. It was Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Ours was my Partridge family. I think I love you. Mm-hmm. What was yours? Uh, Diana Ross, Upside Down. <laughs> Upside down. Mm-hmm. What was yours, Grant? You probably never had a 45. Nope, not a first. Nope. Nope, not a 45. Not a 45. Okay, so listen to this. So this reproduced, it's going to be 80 remastered 45, and many of them are foreign releases that we never kind of got here. They're more UK-based, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get stuff. There's only going to be 3,000 copies of this released, um, but here is the difference. This is a remastered. Does it show you the before and the after, Grant? No, it just gives me two of the remastered songs is what I have Okay, here, so, so imagine what it sounded like back in the day 50 years ago, and now here is... Here's this one's called Too Many People. We've got two songs. I'll play them both for you quickly. Okay. Here, this one's called Too Many People. I mean, that sounds rich and full and good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Compared to what we heard on our 45s. And this right. one's called yeah. Uncle Albert. This one's got a we fun We know little... this song. I love this song. 
that's a for, that would be a really groovy gift for someone a true Beatle fan. There's only three thousand to be made. Go to paulmccartney.com for more information. How much are these costing? Who the heck knows? I mean, if there's only three, th- like, what are they charging for? I this? have no idea. These are like big bulb amaryllis men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> these Thirty-two are. inches around. These are the big bulb amaryllis. <laughs> but they're forty-five. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're paying for these. But do you? Re- I never. I remember that song. I haven't heard that song in forever. What's so funny is when I heard it this time, like. You can hear like the chirping and the things in the background that I didn't remember. Right. So, because I don't think it was rich enough when right. we heard it the first time right. around. Right, right. It's beautiful. I mean, listen, that's why Isn't, I said, wow, when it's our playing, you can hear things you couldn't hear before. Isn't that beautiful? I Hands across the water, water, hands across the sky. I, I remember that song that just brought back memories. I don't know what they are of. But anyway, that's kind of something cool. Now here, we're just going to listen to it really quick. I want you guys to weigh in. Lourdes? Oh, okay, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. Okay, so Madonna's daughter has a new single out, and I can't say the name of it <laughs> um, because she follows in her mom's footsteps in that she likes to salaciously title things, and it's called, it's kind of like um, See You Next Tuesday Asian kind of thing. And so here she is singing this. I've got one person yawning in here. Thoughts, Patrick? She sounds like a stoned Madonna. <laughs> it kind of does. I mean, okay. she does sound like her mom. She does. But yes. she doesn't, you know, the thing about Madonna, even when, you know, she's weird and there's like butt implants and grills and all those things, mm-hmm. she still has this kind of peppy, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of energy to her and that song doesn't have it. No. But she's got her mom's like weird uh movements and mm-hmm. it's a very sexual video right. it's she, a video that's out today and it's her her stage name is lola hall like warhol mm. lola hall mm-hmm. oh um and the name of the su- the song is very we can't say it i yes. thought it was contradiction i know he did and i said grant <laughs> read it again yeah, no there's a definite word <laughs> the beginning of it uh-huh <laughs> and it's too bad because yeah. you know it can't be a hit if no, you can't it's, say the name. it's like Demi Lovato's album, Bleep This. I mean, mm-hmm. knowing you can't, why would you do that? It ruins right. your, it's just, I think, for clicks. Yeah. Clickbait. Yeah, well, Clickbait. That, well, that song needed some pep. It did. It sounded kind of funereal, like a, like a funeral song. Really I, put I, it in the I shower yeah. and clean it up. Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good way to there put it. Go. All right, Larry, how do people follow you? Uh, you can go to Facebook or Instagram, Get Growing with Larry Farr, or hashtag Get Growing MN, as in Minnesota. Thank you, honey. All right, good I'm going to take a picture of, of my pots at the end of the season when they are still green. Or send, send them to me now. I want to see befores. <laughs> All, right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.